I am poor. Indeed, to be poverty-stricken may even prove to be an aspiration right now, for I am in a far more perilous state. I'm debt-ridden. I went on to explain how, despite my work with Raffles over the past few months as a cracksman's accomplice, I had still not wholly freed myself from my financial straits. My present predicament stemmed from owing a significant amount of capital to a moneylender called Alexander Cardinal. Cardinal reveled in his nickname of Shylock. He specialized in targeting gentlemen of leisure. I was befriended by one of his agents in a casino one evening, who introduced me to his well-dressed, well-spoken employer at Cardinal's house in Notting Hill. I borrowed a sum of money from him to pay, at a reasonable rate of interest, certain other debts. He called it a quick quid to help tide things over. Although we signed a contract, we also had a gentleman's agreement that I would pay off the loan, and interest, when certain investments I owned matured. These investments were gilt-edged and served as my security. Yet I found out this week that Cardinal is no gentleman— He's proved a fiend rather than friend. Employing a technical clause in the contract, he's calling in the debt, or else he will be upping the rate of interest during the interim period before I can collect on my investments. I am to meet with him the day after tomorrow. If I do not have his money, which I don't, then, he says, he will seek to destroy my reputation by informing my family and employers of my indebtedness. Cardinal also employs a number of thugs— who will look to inflict harm upon my body rather than good name. I'm caught between Scylla and Charybdis, Raffles. My lack of funds has only been matched by my lack of sleep over the last day or so. I fear I will just have to relinquish all my investments to him, and thus leave me ruined for years to come. Raffles opened his silver cigarette case and handed me a Sullivan. His face had betrayed neither sympathy, nor indifference, while listening to my plight. "'You have a trusting nature, Bunny. "'Tis a virtue I admire, old chap, as is your trustworthiness, "'but others see such virtues as weaknesses rather than strengths. "'I've heard about this Alexander Cardinal. "'He is as rapacious as he is niggarding, I understand. "'He is also a hermit somewhat, or agrophobic is the term, I believe.' Hence, he conducts his business dealings at home. He lives with just his manservant, a former soldier, who also serves as his minder. And he's heard of you, Raffles, in return, it seems. When he discovered that you were an acquaintance, he spoke of a passion for cricket and a desire to meet you. I duly played down our friendship, as I did not wish for him to have any thoughts of ensnaring you also. I will not have you in his debt, too, and suffer my fate." My friend stood up, and commenced to pace around the room, his head bowed, deep in thought. After two laps around his armchair and desk, he finally stopped, lifted his head, and smiled. "'You must ask Cardinal to pay me a visit here, upon the evening after tomorrow, let us say nine o'clock. You should state, to further entice the fox from his burrow at such an hour, that you will pay the debt in full. And you will be paying off your debt with your very own hard-earned money, Bunny. Oh, but how? Oh, Raffles, you're being absurd. 
a whole year's earnings from my writing would be needed to pay off the sum, and if you're thinking that we could pull a job in that time, then it's out of the question. We would need time to locate and reconnaissance the place. Also, we would need the house to be empty, and for there to be enough boodle about. No, I will not permit you to risk your neck, or for there to be any blood spilled, I vehemently exclaimed. Bunny? I need you to utilize your trusting nature one last time, by trusting me. I smiled feebly and nodded my head, but I was stumped if I knew how Raffles thought he could deliver me from my ruinous fate within forty-eight hours.